Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to SF City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and I'm here today with Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff. He's been making headlines around the world for his support of Prop C to tax big businesses to raise money for homeless services, and for his scolding of other San Francisco CEOs for not doing the same. We talked on the 61st story of the new Salesforce Tower, where you're looking down on the top of the Transamerica Pyramid and pretty much everything else in the Bay. He told me why he backs Prop C, why he's taking other billionaires to task so publicly, and how his grandfather, a member of the Board of Supervisors back in the 1940s, inspired him. That's all coming up after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for being with me today. It's fun to see the Johannes. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome to the top of Salesforce Tower. Thank you. You've been giving to important causes in San Francisco, including homelessness, for years. What inspired you to start being so charitable in your own town, and why do you think that's such an important thing to do? Well, 20 years ago when I started Salesforce, uh, we really committed to being a company that gives back. You know, of course, this city is an amazing city. The name of our patriarch is St. Francis, and St. Francis said that it is in giving that we receive. And 20 years ago, we took that idea and we put 1% of our equity, our profit and time into uh, uh, not-for-profit. It was very easy because we had no charity, you know, no equity, no profit, no time, no employees. But today, of course, we've given away more than a quarter billion dollars, $50 million to our local San Francisco and Oakland public schools. We run 40,000 nonprofits and NGOs for free in our service, including many here in San Francisco. And also, uh, we've done three and a half million hours of volunteerism um, because we believe uh, in giving that we receive and that, uh, you know, that giving is the greatest uh, the greatest thing you can do for yourself and for life, and we're deeply committed to that. Great. And what about Prop C particularly interested you? How did it get on your radar, and what do you like about it? Well, it's probably related because when I think Prop C, I see, think C is for charity. Uh, you know, when I look uh, at our city, when I walk down our streets, you know, I, the homeless situation is the worst I've ever seen it. 7,500 homeless individuals on our streets. Uh, 1,200 homeless families with two kids each. And this is just a situation where uh, we need to address this. This is really important. Um, It's a crisis of homelessness in San Francisco. And it's a crisis of cleanliness. You can see 
national media writing about the cleanliness of the horrors that they're finding on our streets. All of us have our own personal story where we're like, this cannot be our city. This is not the San Francisco that we all know. We can do, be better. It's, you know, from here, it's beautiful. We're looking at Mount Diablo from this window. But uh, the reality is, is that if we went down onto the streets, we would, it would be a horror show. And that has to come to an end. Yeah. And um, Do you that's think it's embarrassing I, what our city has turned into? Well, I think it's extremely embarrassing. I was just on a CNBC and talking to Jim Cramer on his show, Mad Money, and they're talking to me about Proposition C. And here, you know, Jim Cramer is telling me, you know, he was robbed. Um, not He was not robbed, but he witnessed a robbery. He was in Walgreens. There was a homeless person in front of him. The person robbed the uh, robbed the cashier. And the police came and said to him, well, you know, I think this is just going to be a cycle. We'll probably see this person back on the street in a few days. And he was couldn't believe it. And, of course, I just had Dreamforce here. I had 170,000 of my closest friends coming to San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, for our big uh, conference, the biggest conference in the tech industry. And you know, I got a lot of emails afterwards from uh, customers concerned that they were in. San Francisco. My co-CEO walks to work every day and he talks to me about how he sees increasingly violent people who are homeless on the streets and it's like when are we going to take this seriously and bring it to an end and that's why I'm supporting Proposition C and I'm voting yes on C. If things continued the way they are now with no Prop C, do you ever envision a time you wouldn't be able to have Dreamforce here in San Francisco? Well, I think you have to ask a question, you know, if things get really bad with homelessness, am I going to be able to have Salesforce in San Francisco? Are we going to be able to live in San Francisco? Um, at what point do we say, wow, we can't stay here because it's become material to our business? Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of money that we're talking about on Proposition C, one half of 1%, is immaterial to Salesforce's financials or to any company's financials that we're talking about. But it is material in homelessness. That is, the homeless problem is becoming bad for our business, and that's why we are getting um, involved in taking action and going all in on Proposition C because we're not about maximizing our wealth here. You know, we're about maximizing the quality of our city as mm-hmm. balanced with our company. Some other CEOs say it's not true that it would be immaterial to their companies. I think Square and Stripe have been outspoken on that. Do you just not believe? their account of their own accounting or no I don't really believe their numbers and I don't believe their accounting I don't believe their fairness arguments because these are companies who traditionally have not given to our city if you talk to um, local nonprofits NGOs our public school districts um, and ask them for reporting and accounting of how much money those companies who are complaining about Proposition C have given to our great city here you're going to find extremely uh, minimal amounts, especially compared to a company like Salesforce, which Mm -hmm. is today the largest employer in San Francisco, and we take our responsibility as the largest employer very, very seriously, but also we took our responsibility to San Francisco very seriously when we uh, had no employees. Mm -hmm. You've gotten in some heated back and forth discussions on Twitter, especially with Jack Dorsey about Prop C. Um, It's been kind of fun for SLA people to watch. Have you gotten any feedback offline from him or other CEOs that are not happy that you're calling them out? Like no, this? well, of course, you know, he started this dialogue on Twitter, and, you know, this is the greatest gift uh, that I could have imagined because <laughs> we took our little 
proposition here in San Francisco that's designed to save our city, Proposition C, and turned it into a national conversation. Who would have thought that it would be covered by every major news media in, in you, you think know, you're back and forth on, on Twitter the, on the world. just yeah well it did got I it mean, more attention well you can see like um, uh, the phone calls that we've received from uh, media um, have been incredible and while we would expect you to cover Proposition C because you're a tireless advocate mm -hmm. for the homeless and looking out for others who are less fortunate than yourself that's not true of these other companies and CEOs and that's been mana from heaven because I knew when they started complaining I could say to them, what have you given? Because I knew they had not given any. Because I had just raised $37 million for um, a major uh, homeless effort here in, um, in San Francisco, Heading Home, which is being managed by our Hamilton families, uh, which is a major homelessness NGO, you probably know, run by the great Tamika Moss. Yeah, she's terrific. And um, I had called everybody. So I know who's willing to give and who's not willing to give. And by, before that, I raised a help raise, led raising, I think about 30 or $40 million for the North Bay fire victims. And again, I knew who's giving and who's not giving. And by the way, it's the same people. <laughs> so there's two buckets. Uh -huh. People who give and people who don't give. People who are for the homeless and people who are not for the homeless. People who are for the victims of the North Bay fires and those who are not for the victims and people who are basically for others or for themselves. It's yeah. the same buckets. And that's how I look at it. It's very, very simple to me. It's a simple calculation, and I see it over and over and over again. Are you hearing anything from them? Um, I imagine not on Twitter anymore, but <laughs> on the phone or otherwise in person, that they're not happy with how you're calling them out? Well, I mean, again, I didn't start those dialogues. I mean, I, I had to respond to them. So um, that isn't really my style to say, well, this, this person is a multi-billionaire in San Francisco, they're one of the 70 billionaires, and they haven't given us any money to our public schools, to our public hospitals, to our homeless shelters. So therefore they are you know, somebody that I'm calling out. I didn't start out that way. I basically was you know, responding to someone on Twitter, Jack, who said he wasn't for Proposition C and said that I was distracting. And I said... <laughs> He'll never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just said, well, what are you for then? Tell me what you're giving. And of course, there was no reply to that. Yeah. Because there's no answer. Right. Do you buy the argument that um, certain companies would have to leave San Francisco if they are assessed this extra tax? No. Because San Francisco has a unique place in the world. We are the heart and soul of the technology industry. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, we not only are the most beautiful city in the world, the most incredible natural resources that you'll find anywhere in the world, but we have the best human resources. And it's this perfect combination of human resource and natural resource that has made San Francisco the number one technology city in the world. And that's why I started my company here. Of course, I'm a fourth generation San Franciscan, mm -hmm. and I wanted to start my company here, but it was also good business sense. And that's why they're here as well, and this is where their employees want to be. This is where the companies are that are creating the future. Um, you can tell me that there's other cities and other places in the world that are also doing things, but no one is doing it at the level of scale and quality 
of San Francisco, and that's why we have to support. And that's why I am voting on Proposition C and saying yes on C, because we've got to get this situation under control to continue the future of our city. And have you had any conversations with Mayor Breed since you two diverged in your oh, yeah, opinions yeah. of Prep C? She, I support her. I think she's a great mayor. Um, I really like her. Um, I've, and uh, we just disagree on this one issue. And mm-hmm. look, it's a political issue for her. And I understand that. It's more risk that she can take. But for me, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, a, a philanthropist. I'm a local businessman. My job you know, and what the risks I can take and what I can do and the level of freedom that I have is different than what she has. Mm -hmm. I learned something new about you today, which is that your grandfather was a member of the Board of Supervisors. My friend Peter Hartlob digs in our archives and told me that. (laughs) My grandfather for more than a dozen years was a supervisor in San Francisco and did a lot of things that people know about, including things like BART. Uh He's the father of BART, created BART, helped pass the first billion dollar bond get BART funded in the Mm -hmm. 50s and if anyone's been downtown and wondered why do all the street lights turn red so that people can walk in any direction in the middle of downtown it's because he came up with something called the scramble system because as he walked to walk to work every day um, he was getting slowed down having to make a you know going down one street and the other street it's like it'd be faster if just for pedestrians we had this uh, scramble system and uh it's been in place for 50 or 60 years because yeah. of him. He, we also have some really old clips about how he was interested in homelessness, particularly South of Market, and he apparently showed a movie about it in one meeting. Um, wow, that's great. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that. Maybe it's in my subconscious somewhere. Yeah, I was wondering know. if he rubbed off Maybe on you. Maybe I'm just channeling my grandfather. <laughs> did you guys ever talk about issues We did like because, uh, you know, my grandfather worked at 690 Market Street, and I would come in and see him all the time in his office, and at the time... When 690 Market Street was built, I believe it was the tallest building actually in San Francisco, I think it was called the DeYoung Building, uh, we would go out, he would give $20 to every person who was on the street. Really? And it was always inspiring to me, he always told me to take care of people, you know, who are less fortunate than myself. And of course I didn't know him when he was a supervisor because, you know, that was basically before I was born. Yeah. But um, everybody knew him and uh, he was an attorney in the city and he also was a supervisor uh, for many years, and and that was a different day in San Francisco. Uh, but those words still echo in my mind. Huh, that's great. And would you ever follow in his footsteps and run for office in San Francisco or elsewhere? I I wouldn't because number one, I I would never run for political office. It's not who I am. Um, I really believe exactly as I'm trying to demonstrate that business is the greatest platform for change. Mm-hmm. I believe that my role is to demonstrate how businesses can be this kind of um, force for good in the world, that we can do well and do good. And when you look at things like Dreamforce, you know, we try to bring that message to our customers. Um, you may not have attended my Dreamforce keynote because you know, it's not really, um, uh, you don't really cover Salesforce per se, but in every Dreamforce keynote or every presentation I give, every all around the world, you can watch them all on YouTube, whether it's here in San Francisco or in Tokyo or New York or London or Paris or any, anywhere I am in the world, I have the same message, which is if you're in business, you have a great platform. Go out, adopt a public school. Organize volunteerism in your company. Give your products for free to nonprofits and NGOs. Mm-hmm. 
do things to use your business as a platform for change and use your leadership. You know, I was just chaired a CEO meeting in Detroit of the 100 most important CEOs in the country, and my message to them is the same thing. You are the greatest platform for change. You can take actions. Great. Do you want to pause before we go to the lightning round, or are you ready? <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Okay. As long as you're voting for Proposition I C, am. I've already said that. I will support you. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. These are fun questions. Well, they're supposed to be. What is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Uh, well, I think, you know, Gordo Taqueria on Geary is, of course, my favorite burrito in San Francisco. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of good ones, though, in different places, but I used to live on Telegraph Hill, and there's a really good place down in Lombard. There's another really good place in the Mission, but Gordo's, I think, Gord- yeah, okay. that's the one. What is your favorite movie ever filmed in San Francisco? Uh, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. Good I one. I think that's the winner. And what was the last book you read? Uh, I just read, um, I Have No Room for Small Dreams by Shimon Perez. Wow. Very different than Winners Take All, which Jack Dorsey said he just read. <laughs> well, I can believe that that would be Jack Dorsey's book. <laughs> what was your first concert? Do you remember? I do. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> My father took me to see the Doobie Brothers at the Cow Palace. Oh, fun. And I remember everyone was, it was a complete nightmare for my father, but I remember it very well. <laughs> you know, I won't tell you why, but it was a lot of fun. And okay. I remember that very well. I can't remember how old I was, but I must have been pretty young. Uh, what is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy days? Meditation and mindfulness oh, is cool. extremely important to me. Every, every floor here in Salesforce Tower and every floor of every Salesforce building worldwide has a meditation wow. room on it. And I believe that while we're all deeply connected and switched on all the time and on our phones and Twitter and social media and on and on and on, that we need to take a few minutes every day and switch off and do mindfulness. That could be prayer. Mm -hmm. That could be something from your own religion that you're born into. Mm -hmm. But some ability for you to reconnect with what's truly important beyond yourself find that part of yourself that is truly holy and to take a few minutes every day to do that in the morning maybe at night um, I think this is the most important thing every day that's great last question I love the light show on top of the tower at night how about a vote prop C in big letters that would be awesome (laughs) Uh, but there's two problems one is that Salesforce actually is just a tenant in Salesforce Tower something that most people don't know it's actually owned by Boston Properties But number two, even Boston Properties doesn't control the art show because as a covenant for building the building with the city, the art at the top is actually conducted uncontrolled only by the artist, Jim Campbell. So So you'll have to go talk to him. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I think it's... I think the covenant is that it needs to be about art. Yeah. So it would have to be his decision. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for coming. This show is a part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. It was produced by me, Dom Fercasa. For more City Hall coverage, visit sfchronicle.com.